So we'll be in John uh, 10, uh, 7 through 18. Uh, it's been a good place to be this morning. Uh, um, I mean, from what I've seen, like one common theme with like all the testimonies given this morning, and I think a lot of it's going to go right along with the message is Jesus changes lives. Amen. Uh, he transforms lives and he gets a hold of them. And uh, there's still a little bit of page flipping, so I'll wait because I can hear you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So uh, John, uh, John ten seven says. Then said Jesus unto them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved, and shall go in and out and find pasture. The thief cometh not, but for to steal, and to kill, and to destroy. I am come that they might have life, and that they might have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep, but he that is a hireling, and not the shepherd, whose own sheep are not, whose own the sheep are not, seeth the wolf coming, and leaveth the sheep, and fleeth, and the wolf catcheth them, and scattereth the sheep. The hireling fleeth, because he is a hireling, and careth not for the sheep. I am the good shepherd, and know my sheep, and am known of mine. As the Father knoweth me, even so I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. And other sheep I have, which are not of this fold, them also I must bring. And they shall hear my voice, and there shall be one fold and one shepherd. Therefore do my Father love me, because I lay down my life, that I may take it again. No man taketh it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to, I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. This commandment have I received of my Father. Amen. Uh, Lord, uh, just just get me out of the way, Lord. Uh, just take over, Lord. Uh, just lead in the way that you have it. And uh, just thank you for your presence, Lord. Just I know I know you're going to move with it, Lord, so just thank you ahead before time, Lord. Uh, in Jesus' name, amen. 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 Uh, so Jesus in these previous verses uh, going before, uh, before this passage that I read, uh, he spoke of the parable of the uh, good shepherd, and then basically the people didn't uh, understand what he was saying, so then he made it more clear and explained it and added a little bit to it. And uh, to better understand this, uh, I think it's kind of necessary to explain some of the shepherd terms here. So, so basically there would be a sheepfold, and uh, and that would be basically used to protect overnight uh, from like thieves, wild animals, and robbers. And uh, the shepherd would often sleep across the doorway of the gate. So, I mean, not really the gate, but he would serve as the gate. So he would like sleep across the opening, which would uh, basically be as protection to keep out anything that's unwanted and keep in the uh, sheep. And he would also be the protector from any like bad weather, thieves, or uh, 
or wild animals that came overnight. And, and then Jesus says in John 10, 7, Then said Jesus unto them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. So, Jesus, uh, in this passage, serves as the shepherd and the gate, because, and the door or the gate, because that's a... Uh, uh, that's what Jesus is uh, referencing here. And uh, Jesus is the only gate. He's the only door and he's the only way to heaven. Uh, the way to heaven is through him. That's the reason why uh, he is the gate. And so that means we can only go through him. And uh, God's kingdom has no flaws. So therefore, no sin enters into his kingdom. And uh, Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Uh, so we have fallen short. So there's a reason why we represent the sheep. And Jesus Christ represents the good shepherd in the passage. Right. And he died for our sins. And he took our place. And since he took our place, he took our sins so that we could have, be, have righteousness on us. Right. And have his blood on us. So he gave us away so we could have eternal life. And all that we have to do is call upon the name of the Lord and confess our sins to him. And John 14, 6, uh, Jesus saith unto him, uh, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. So Jesus is the way. He's the way, and no one's going to get to the Father, and no one's going to get into eternal life without going through Jesus Christ. Amen. Right. Amen. Uh, John 10, 8, uh, all that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. Uh, there has been, from this passage, many people, uh, the belief of this verse, since this verse so slightly can be a little confusing, but the, so there has been many people that basically come and claim the name to be Jesus Christ, and they died and passed away, right? But there's a difference with Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ rose again. So he's not dead. And, uh, and there was a third day. So it was uh, different. And guess what? Because he's actually the Messiah. He's the Son of God. There isn't no... Uh, uh, basically, he, he was saying there's many people that came as false messiahs or have claimed to be that. And uh, the sheep didn't hear them. And they ended the, their story. But Jesus Christ's uh, story is still going. And... Uh, and then John 10, 9, uh, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and find pasture. John 10, 9. So the other thing, and I was thinking about this with the sheepfold, there is only one door. There's only one door to get in. And so many people try to say, yeah, you can be a good person. You can get in by good works. But you're not going to find another door that says for good works. You're only going to find one door, and that's Jesus Christ standing at that door. Right, amen. And salvation is only promised if you go through him. And we only have so long on earth, because we only have on earth to accept him as Lord and Savior. We cannot die and then say in heaven, oh, I, or say at the judgment, not in heaven, but at the judgment, uh, oh, now I see you. Oh yeah, you're my Lord and Savior. That's not how it's going to work. You only have the 
on this time on earth to accept him as Lord and Savior. And uh, John 10.10, the thief cometh not, but to but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Christ promises the opposite of a thief. Christ is promising the opposite because the thief taketh away. But Christ is offering to give more, make it more exceeding, make it more plentiful. And a life following Christ, once you have asked him into your life, as Lord and Savior, uh, there's an exceeding joy to it. Because, guess what? There is something, even when the circumstances aren't going right, the circumstances aren't going well, there is something to be joyful about because Jesus Christ died for your sins. Amen. And he died for our sins and promised eternal life. And, and also, after that, Christ has promised us, or has not promised us, but he's commanded us to be holy as he is holy. And one of the things with this is Hebrews 11.25 tells us that the pleasure that comes only, uh, the pleasure that comes from sin only lasts for a season. And so if we follow Christ as we're supposed to, we will avoid the consequences for the many sins that uh, we used to indulge in. Uh, we can avoid, so if we get on Christ when we're younger, we avoid those consequences uh, that come with uh, certain sins that uh, could very well haunt us for the rest of our life. And so guess what? Because sin also brings sorrow after, after that season of joy. It brings sorrow back. So, guess what? If we follow Christ and we're holy as he is, he's taking away that sorrow. So he's making our life more abundant. And he's making, yeah, he's making it more abundant. And and also, uh, so John 10, 11 through 13, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep, but he that is a hireling and not the shepherd who's own the sheep or not, see if the wolf coming, and leaveth the sheep, and fleeth. And the wolf catcheth them, and scattereth the sheep. The hireling fleeth, because he is a hireling, and careth not for the sheep. Uh, this, to me, was probably the point that uh, really stood out to me, and made me realize, there's a reason why Jesus has the title of Good Shepherd. When you compare it with the hireling, right? Jesus Christ compares himself with the hireling. The hireling is getting paid to watch over the sheep. Jesus does, does it because of how much he loves us. He's, he loves us so much to the point that he died on the cross for us. Unlike the hireling. The hireling, when the wolf cometh, he runs away. And, all the, and the sheep get taken away and the sheep get scattered. But Jesus Christ is willing to lay, he's willing to give his life for the sheep. So you see the amount of love that Christ has for us compared to every compared to everyone else. Because God's love is the greatest love there is. And, and since God's love is the greatest, there's nothing that 
uh, comes closer because of how much God loves us. So there, you see the difference of how much God loves and how much God cares. And uh, Romans 5.8, but God commanded his love towards us, and while that we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Yeah. So you yeah. see, God, Jesus Christ was commanding his love while we were yet still sinners. We were still yet unsaved. And he died for us, even when we were sinners. So we could call on his name and have our sins forgiven. Yeah. And uh, so uh, I am the good shepherd and know my sheep and have known a mine. This next verse, we already see that Jesus loves us and cares for us more than any, anyone else could. But guess what? It gets even better with this verse. Because Jesus knows his sheep. So Jesus gets personal. He has a personal relationship with, our, with us. And his sheep know him personally back. If, because Jesus' sheep know him and he knows his sheep. He knows each one of us that's called upon the Lord. And therefore we know him back. And since Jesus has a personal relationship, one of the things that this just part was probably the biggest verse that really stood out to me, like when I was putting the sermon together, when I was putting all the notes in and stuff. And you started realizing Jesus gets personal with us. So he wants us to be personal back with him. Right. And... Yeah. That means that once we get saved, we have a job, and that's to grow and and grow in our relationship and get personal, get more personal with Him. And uh, maybe maybe there's people that would say, "I felt like so long ago, I felt like I known." Jesus better than what I do now. There may be a few people that feel that way, that I don't that I don't know him as well as I used to. And, and that means that we and or you also may have a desire to get to know Jesus better. And so if you want that done, that means all you gotta do is Start learning more about him through the word. Because the word is full of God's traits. It is full of his faithfulness, his grace, his mercy, his purity, his pureness, uh, his uh, judgment. It's full. This Bible is full of the characteristics of Jesus Christ. And this book has the chance to be a life-changing book, but it only happens if you allow God to transform your life. You could read it all you want, but it's not going to do any good if you just don't let God transform it. If you just skip out, you know, you just read the easy parts, skip out the, and you skip on the convicting parts. It's only, it's only going to work if you allow God to work in you. Amen.
And another thing with building a personal, a stronger personal relationship with Jesus Christ is it's important to get into prayer with God and get that personal one-on-one prayer with God. Because uh, this was, I would say, probably the biggest thing I struggled with when I was a younger Christian. Because in my, my early years, I really lacked an adequate prayer life, and I just really needed it. Because there's going to be some times when there won't be anyone to hear our problems, our troubles, our pain. But God is always listening. God will hear our troubles only if you call out to him. And... And then the next verse, uh, and other sheep I have, which are not of this full, uh, oh, 15, I, I skipped to. As the Father knoweth me, even so I know, the, as the Father knoweth me, even so know I the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. And other sheep I have, which are not of this fold, them also I must bring, and they shall hear my voice, and there shall be one fold and one shepherd. Uh, Jesus has a personal relationship with God the Father, is what I saw in this uh, next verse. And then he also promises that he's going to lay his life down for the sheep. That is a promise that he makes right there. And then John 10, 16 goes to add, is that Gentiles, he's going to put the uh, Israel and Gentiles together. So they're all going to be one. So now Gentiles have that opportunity to know Jesus Christ, which is what I am. So now Jesus Christ has put it all together. And now there's a chance for the Gentiles to know about Jesus Christ. And uh, Jesus' mission, therefore do if my father love me, because I lay down my life, that I might take it again. No man taketh it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. This commandment have I received of my Father. Jesus laid his life down by choice. Amen. That's right. Uh, uh, no man took his life, could take his life, because we simply look at it. Uh, later in this chapter, they're going to attempt to take him. So John ten thirty nine. Therefore, they sought again to take him, but he escaped out of their hand. Yeah. Because no man could destine how Jesus Christ was going to die. Because God had a set plan of how Jesus was going to die. And Jesus, uh, Jesus went that way because Jesus uh, could not, his life would... He could choose because he wanted to be in God's plan. So he could choose how uh, his life was going to be laid down. And he was also given power by God. to ha- He was going to have power to take his life up again. Yeah. And there was a certain way that Jesus Christ had to die, and that was going to be on the cross. And, and Jesus, because it had to fulfill what God had planned. And so many times they attempted to murder him, but because of what the plan was, God, uh, Jesus Christ did not lay his life down. And 
And guess what? Next, Jesus Christ had the power to take his life back again after he laid it down. And so on that third day, Christ rose again, and the, the sacrifice for sins was accepted by God. And so Christ died for each one of us. And Jesus alone, only is he the door. He's the only way to heaven. Through the admitting of sins, believing that he died on the cross, and, and he's the son of God. And he's, he's the shepherd that takes care of his sheep because of how good God is to us. And once, once, he, takes, once he takes you in, Christ wants to have a personal relationship with you. He wants to get personal with you. He doesn't just want you to be like, I just got saved, so I'm not going to do anything else. He wants to know you better. He wants you to get to know him better because he already knows you. He knows everything about you because he knows you personally. And uh, do you, this is my uh, final point, my last question. So do you want to get to know God personally? Because you have that, uh, you have that choice at the end of the day of how, how well do you want to grow in your relationship with God? Because it's your choice at the end of the day. Amen. 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 I ask everyone to stand. Thankful for Brother Bob. And I like... Jesus said a lot in just these few verses. He said a lot of things. And uh, he definitely wants a personal relationship with you. You know, he's, he's the door, but he's not a door like that one that's just metal and, and you know, and parts and everything that you push open and it, it shuts. No, he's a door that'll talk to you that'll hear your cries, that listens to your prayers, right? He's the God that loves us, and He wants a relationship with us. He wants us to pour out our hearts to Him. If you're lost, He wants your whole life, your heart, and He'll he'll give you a better life. You know that, I like where it talks about the sheep, that he, he, when he talks about being the door, he says in verse 9, I'm the door by me. If any man shall enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. It's a better life. And then if you're already saved, how's your relationship with him, with the shepherd? He loves us today. Amen. He wants us. Not just for the moment that we get saved. He wants us for eternity. He's preparing a place for us right now in heaven. And he loves us today as Carrie sings.